Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 174 of this podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this Monday. We are, as always on a Monday, taking a pause from the Come Follow Me study, which we do mostly each day. Um, usually we study a general conference talk or something else, uh, perhaps related to, relating to something in the church news that's come out recently. Last week, uh, if you are listening, you will know that we, we studied uh, Sister Jean B. Bingham's talk from the most recent general conference. And if you haven't had a chance to study that yet, I strongly recommend that you do so. Um, it was a really eye-opening and uh, insightful talk about the priesthood and uh, the women's role in the, in the priesthood. And so it would be wonderful if you'd go back and have a listen to that. Uh, today, I want to share a couple of things uh, that have come up recently uh, from apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Firstly, uh, is an address given by Elder David A. Bednar uh, a few days ago uh, in regards to religious liberty. He spoke uh, about religious liberty uh, and how um, recent events in the world have led us to reflect on uh, the importance of this. Uh, he said this uh, early into his remarks, quote, our, our world has seemingly been filled recently with strong wake-up calls, from natural disasters to a deadly pandemic, sweeping the globe to a most pernicious social plague of racism. We are daily reminded that we need to wait, awaken to the perilous times that surround us, come to ourselves and arise and turn to our divine, divine Father, who desires to instruct and edify us through our trials, close quote. So he's making the point, uh, he was referring to um, the parable of, of the prodigal son, uh, and how the prodigal son had an experience where he came to himself, and uh, this led him to make some changes. And he is referring to the fact that we have many things that have been happening over the past couple of months or so uh, that have led us to come to ourselves and we need to make some changes because of it. He referred to an experience with uh, Elder Robert D. Hales, who was um, an apostle when Elder Bednar was, um, and perhaps a bit younger in his uh, apostleship. Uh, he asked his friend what lessons he had learned from age and diminished physical capacity. And Elder Hale said this, quote, When you cannot do what you have always done, then you only do what matters most, close quote. And I think that uh, that is certainly a lesson that we have learned during this pandemic. Um, we have learned to focus on the things that we need to focus on. Previous to the restrictions and the um, limited um, ability to do the things we normally do uh, during this pandemic, um, we have now recognised how we need to try and reach out and do the things which are of most importance. Uh, and so this is an important uh, principle that Elder is referring to here. Um, Elder went on to explain that religious freedom uh, is an important aspect for all faiths and all religions. And he says this, quote, no other event in our lifetime and perhaps no other, no other event since the founding of this nation has caused quite this kind of widespread disruption of religious gatherings and worship. What he then did is he went on and listed a few reflections that he had uh, on you know, this whole experience of COVID-19 and what he was thinking about religious freedom in relation to it. The first thing was, was that government power can never be unlimited. Um, and this was an interesting one for me, the fact that it was the first thing and that... Uh, he clearly has a strong view on this, that um, 
a government shouldn't have unlimited power. He uh, makes the point that, um, quote, we must not become accustomed to sweeping assertions of governmental power. An emergency such as COVID-19 justifies strong measures to protect the public, but measures of extraordinary assertions of governmental power can dramatically constrain our basic freedoms. The, the power of government must have limits, close quote. And I thought that was particularly interesting that uh, an apostle of the Lord was saying that. But it obviously is true that, you know, we probably have seen a uh, an, an intervention in the lives of everyday people, probably on a grander scale than we have ever seen uh, during this pandemic. We This will have not been seen for, well, in any time during history. It's it's certainly the biggest impact the government has made with the, with the number of changes it has made. And this is obviously important and necessary with the uh, the context. But Elibednar teaches that that should never be unlimited, that the government ser- lives to serve the people. The second reflection he had was that religious freedom is paramount among a nation's fundamental rights. And this is particularly interesting because, again, uh, Elibednar seems to be um, you know, teaching a principle that hasn't been followed, certainly in the UK, uh, but presumably in the US as well, and perhaps in other, and, and presumably in other, presumably in other countries as well. Um, you know, it's something that uh, he clearly feels is important. Um, quote: Living even for a few, brief few weeks under the restrictions imposed on religious activity by COVID nineteen is a stark reminder that nothing is more precious to people of faith than the freedom to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of, the, of the, our, our own conscience and to openly and freely live according to our convictions, close quote. He teaches about how religious freedom was um, an important part of the constitution of the United States and that this right needs to continue um, even throughout and after this pandemic. Um, and in, the, and in the third reflection, he seems to indicate that this perhaps wasn't the case. Uh, he said that religious freedom is fragile. Um, you know, and he points out the fact that many governments deemed religious um, services or religious worship as not essential. In fact, in his words, he said, quote, despite COVID-19 risks, North American jurisdictions declared as essential numerous services related to alcohol, animals, marijuana and other concerns but often religious organisations and their services were simply deemed non-essential, even when their activities co- could be conducted safely. Close quote. So it's interesting that Alabednar seems to feel that this was not done um, perhaps the way he feels it should have done, that religious services could have continued in some way, maybe sooner than have been allowed. Uh, and so it's just an insight there into this, apost- this great apostle's thoughts about um, what has happened during COVID-19. Finally, um, in his fourth reflection, uh, he says, in a time of crisis, sensitive tools are necessary to balance the demands of religious liberty with the just interests of society. So here he, uh, he makes another point, that the, uh, the physical health of people during a global pandemic is very important, of course, but people's religious health or spiritual health is just as important. Uh, he says, quote, nor should we prioritise secular interests above religious ones. A health crisis should not become an excuse for religious freedom crisis. Protecting a person's physical health from the coronavirus is, of course, important, but so is a person's spiritual health, close quote. And I suppose, um, you know, we need to consider how we 
as wards, as states, can try and reach out and support others who perhaps we've not heard from, who perhaps have not seen, um, you know, another member of the church for months, literally, and have not had the opportunity to partake of the sacraments as an important part of their daily religious activity. Uh, a number of things uh, that I thought were interesting there from Elder Bednar's comments, and certainly we need to consider as we move forward uh, into this new normal that we are starting to become accustomed to. The final thing that I wanted to share in this study session was a wonderful tweet uh, by Elder Dale G. Renlund. Now, this uh, has actually given on March 28th, 2016, um, when he was, uh, I, th I presume, uh, a member of the Quorum of the Seventy. In fact, if I'm going to have to check that. Sorry, no, it was October 2015 that he was uh, ordained as an apostle. <laughs> so uh, my memory is clearly not as good as I thought it was. And time has moved sw more swiftly than I thought it had. So when he was an apostle, uh, when he is, well, when he would, had been an apostle for six months, I think, or around about, uh, he gave this tweet. So I'm going to share it in the, the study group so you can have a look at it there. I'm not going to read it all because it is quite lengthy. Um, but <clears throat> he, um, he said, this is part of what he said, quote, We can stand firm in our beliefs and have a loving relationship with those who hold differing opinions. For example, I believe drinking alcohol is a violation of God's law. So what do I do when I am hosting friends who do not believe as I do? My wife and I arrange to go to a restaurant with them, where they can order as they choose to. And when they order wine with their meal, I do not get in their faces and call them out as sinners. Close quote. Um, there is um, a couple other um, matters he, he comments on, and he just points out that we are Christians. We are people who are meant to love others. And so no matter what other people's choices are, we should love them no matter what. Uh, and I thought that was a, a powerful a tweet. As I say, I'll share the um, the whole tweet in the, in the Facebook group. So if you're interested in reading that, uh, then please um, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, and you can see it there. You can also share your own thoughts, comments and things that you've been studying. I'd love to hear what you've been studying um, outside of Come Follow Me or in of inside of Come Follow Me. Uh, so we can share and have discussion on there. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you want to share any feedback or if you're interested in joining in a future study podcast episode um, for 10 minutes or so, then I'd love to hear from you. We can connect via Zoom and have a great study session together. Thank you for listening and uh, spending your time. And until we meet again.